0: Welcome to the Yellow Jackets Hive, presented by CordCutting.com. I'm Media Melanie, here with... And I'm Emily. And we're back with our Season 1 Yellow Jackets coverage. We've been doing two episodes at once as we move through Season 1, and today we are wrapping up with Doomcoming and the finale, and we are ready for it. Uh, we've got our friend Schiff joining us. He's backstage settling in with his camera. So before Schiff joins us, um, Emily, why don't we talk about some of the shows that we're watching? What are you watching right now? So
1: I'm watching, I started watching The Fall of the House of Usher. I only got about two episodes in because, as you know, baseball is going on right now. <laughs> and that's been what I've been predominantly watching as of lately is baseball. And Go I'm Phillies. Also- Yes. Go Phillies. Happy for you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I'm also watching Blackbird on Apple TV, but that's kind of taken a backseat because I started watching The Fall of the House of Usher, and that's a lot more compelling for me right now. The ending of episode two, as far as I've gotten, was insane.
0: (laughs) It was. I loved it. I binged the entire series. Of course, there's eight episodes of it. It's a limited series. What I loved about it was how deep they went with the Edgar Allan Poe references. Yeah. Not only was it a loose interpretation of the house, the fall of the House of Usher, but they wove in so many of his other tales, poems, references. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Uh, some people are saying it's better than the Haunting of Hill House, which is another Michael Flanagan creation. But I wouldn't go that far. It was no? good. But I, I still think I like The Haunting of Hill House better.
1: That one was really good. I know you didn't watch Blind Manor, right? I did not watch
0: Blind Manor or Midnight Mass for that matter.
1: But I tried Midnight Mass and I just couldn't get into it. I I liked Blind Manor a lot. I definitely liked Hill House better, but I really liked Blind Manor too.
0: I might have to go back to it. I don't know. I, I saw someone on my Twitter feed just got a Blind Manor tattoo. I'm like, you know, if they're getting a tattoo, oh, wow. I, it's it's got to be pretty decent. So yeah. yeah. Definitely. Uh, What are you thinking about American Horror Story so far this season?
1: I haven't watched the last two episodes, so I can't really like comment on what I've seen as of like last night. Um, I plan on watching them this weekend. As what I've seen so far, it's okay. It's not anything special. It's not like it's not pulling me in or making me want to watch more.
0: No, I'm highly disappointed, and not for the reason I thought. I thought Kim Kardashian would have a lot to do with it, but for me, Emma Roberts isn't really popping either.
1: Yeah, that's what I've been <laughs> reading in a lot of the reviews too.
0: And I like her as an actress, so it's mm-hmm. kind of disappointing, a little surprising. I've loved her work in prior seasons of Horror Story, yeah, but it is, is just great. not not popping for me here. And yeah. it's no, it's okay. I'm looking forward though to the American Horror Stories for episode Halloween thing happening. I believe it's October 26th. So hopefully that will be a little bit better. I
1: wish it was more than four episodes because the last two seasons were like, I think eight and seven. Mm -hmm. So this one's definitely shorter, but I really liked both of the prior seasons of that. So I'm I did
0: too. And it's a minimal investment. It's anthology episodes, so yeah. it's not even an anthology season. So you really don't even have to watch them in order. Don't have exactly. to watch all of them or whatever. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, Found is another one that we've both been watching. Are you, are you current with the latest episode cuz I am not.
1: I'm not. No. Not yet.
0: Yeah. The other morning I like
1: binge-watched some real housewives just because I was in the mood for something that didn't require me to use any brain power. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we all need that sometimes.
1: so that was like my recent tv binge I'm not current on like a bunch of shows that I've been watching I'm kind of behind which is not normal for me
0: (laughs) well hey your team is projected to go to the world series at this point so I don't blame you I'm extremely jealous my padres are not there but I'm feeling very happy for you and for that reason I will be going for the Phillies to hopefully win the world series too so go Phillies in solidarity with you Emily
1: they're also so cute. Like, you can't disagree. I mean, there are so oh many God. guys on the team that are just so good looking.
0: <laughs> Definitely easy on the eyes. Yes. No problem watching watching any of this. And um, I haven't been watching a lot of television myself. I did watch The Fall of the House of Usher. We got a new kitten. We've had some other things going on in my house. Did it's you guys a pick situation. a name for it? We've been calling her Kit Kat because nobody oh, will agree. Cute, my son wants Fiona. My daughter wants Daisy. I want Piper and nobody will agree with anybody. So <laughs> right now it's Kit Kat and she comes to it. It's fine. Whatever. Maybe I like she'll that. make an appearance here. Um, but yeah, I started Bodies on Netflix also thinking it would be kind of like dark. It looked, you know, like a thriller or something right up my alley. Got halfway through the first episode and was like, nope, no, nah, just not, not no. good. It's it's I'm not feeling it. So I'm looking for more show recommendations. If you're watching, drop a comment, let me know.
1: Once I finish <sighs> Blackbird, I'll let you know if I think you should watch it or not. Because if you like The Crowded Room, I think you might like Blackbird.
0: Okay. I might check it out. The other Apple TV Plus show, The Chemistry of the women's in
1: Chemistry. Yeah. Yes. That looks good too. Yes.
0: Not as dark as my usual watch, but it does look really good. So I think I might check that out as well. I love Brie so, Larson. Yes, she's fantastic, and mm-hmm. Apple TV does have a lot of quality shows. So, yeah, they uh, optimistic, really do. optimistic. Um, with that said, why don't we bring on our friend Shift from Good Morning Mayberry podcast? Hello, Shift, and welcome back. How are you today?
2: Hello, I'm great. How are you?
0: Great. Um, I love your yellow headband, which matches your sag after a shirt you're wearing oh, there. Yeah. Solidarity.
2: Thanks, yo. I'm also wearing my spell hoodie.
0: Oh, nice. Oh, my God. Love it. Love that. I need to order one for myself. I don't have one.
2: It's real cozy. I wear it a lot.
0: Great. Oh, I, I
1: like that. It's for so hard for me to justify buying a sweatshirt when I live somewhere where it's like 85 degrees 90% of the year. So you t-shirts in the store, too, though. you got all kinds of I know. Of stuff. I do have a couple. I need to get a couple more.
0: Emily, there are uh, lots of items, including tank tops, t-shirts, a shift mm. mentioned. We've got uh, bags. And, you know, for those of you in the cold weather areas, yes, we do have hoodies yes. as well. And you can get all of them at com. Start <laughs> shopping early for all of your Yellow Jackets fan friends. The holidays are going to be here before you know it. They really are. Yes. Shift, what have you been watching on TV? Um,
2: okay. Uh, first of all, The Last of Us. I put it off for a really long time. And then I was just enraptured by it. I put on the first couple episodes when it first came out and then I kind of fell asleep and woke up mid season and just was kind of like, okay, this is neat, but like, whatever. And then the second time I put it on recently, I paid a lot of attention and uh, finally got to the episode that Melanie Linsky is introduced and Mm -hmm. was completely hooked by then. Uh, Then I immediately played the first game and (laughs) finished that at like three in the morning. Three days later, (laughs) bought the second game right away, started it at like four in the morning as soon as it downloaded and uh, then found out that I'd been playing the second game over the Last of Us day uh, and took myself down to Universal Studios to like walk through their Halloween Horror Nights experience. So Um, cool. Love that. Yes, it was lots of fun. I recently discovered Wrong Turn reboot. um, That came (laughs) out. I saw your message on
0: that. I need to. I need to check it out.
2: (laughs) I have lost my mind on this guy's work. The (laughs) screenwriter. I was like, this is too good of a movie. I had to look up who conjured it up, and it's the same people that made the first set, the first five. Oh, really? Wrong Turn. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) this is a whole new (laughs) genre twist. Like, how do you even (laughs) take this and make it? like literally brand new. It's a completely, entirely different concept. Um, I've
1: seen the one from like
2: the early 2000s. With Eliza Dushku? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They made five of those. And oh then my God. I did not know
0: there there were that many of them. That's I
2: didn't look at all of them. <laughs> yeah. I think I watched maybe the second one and was like, okay, they're doing the franchise horror thing. I don't need to spend my time on this, but I might go back and watch them all just to see what happened in the meantime, because it's all the same Screenwriter, I feel like yes. they progressively have
1: to get worse, though.
2: This reboot is kind of like... Did you see the last Final Destination, the Final Destination? No, I don't okay. know if I saw the last one or not. I recommend that one, too. It's like a real movie. Like It's not necessarily like the the Final Destination franchise, other films... But they wrap everything up in a neat little bow. They reference the first film in ways that I was just like, this is amazing. And this, they don't really get into the original franchise at all. But um, what they do with the concept of being lost in like backwoods Appalachia with a bunch of people that are out to kill you, um, <laughs> they they really change it up a significant amount. And like the be- the first like 30 minutes or something, I was like, I think I know what's happening. I'm onto this script. I've seen this movie before. It's the same old, same old. And then the way they flip me on my ass, I was just like, "Oh, like how? How do you do that?" I think I know what I'm talking about. And then you just like characters were blowing my mind, and the story turns were blowing my mind. I, without saying too much and spoiling the whole thing, just am telling people to watch it. Um, Run
1: it. It's been yeah. a while since I've seen a good quality horror movie that like this actually is a good scares one for me. Yeah, Netflix a has it. a
0: few originals coming out in November. I was just doing a little research, so I'm kind of looking forward to them. Don't know the names off the top of my head. One of them, I think, is called The Killer, actually. Um, yeah, but there's some good ones coming out, so something to look okay. forward to. Surprise, they're not coming out in October, but, you know, who am I to yeah. complain about programming, as long as we're <laughs> getting new content. so. True before actually if you guys need show recommendations also head over to watch it goes to our yellow jackets hive reddit sub and every week we do a recommendation and um, there's an embedded video and all that so if you need some dark watches while we're waiting for yellow jackets watch this check it out and with that emily do the honors of would you rathering shift
2: okay I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> would
1: you rather unknowingly trip on mushrooms in the woods or attend your 25-year high school reunion after disposing of a body?
2: <laughs> uh, I would rather unknowingly trip on mushrooms in the woods. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The high school reunion on its own. I'm like, oh, would I even want to do that? Disposing of a body? Would I even want to do that? Both of them together. I'm like, oh. Um, yeah. yeah, I, yeah think, the anxiety
3: I think
0: I together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I
1: think I'd agree with you.
0: Yeah. As long as you can figure out that you were dosed. I mean, most of them figured it out in Doomcoming, of course. But, like, poor Javi, right? I mean, he's never been exposed to any toxic substances before. He must have been like, what the fuck is going on right now? He oh, my said,
1: God. like... I feel weird or something like that at one point. Mm-hmm. Poor kid. I know. Yeah. It's
0: super poor kid. And then, you know, we'll get into it more. But Travis, when he's like, are we even here? Uh, and I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> maybe Peter's this is all no a dream way. after all. But, you know, maybe it is all just a fever dream. But anyway, why don't we get into the coverage of Doom coming? And um, Emily, would you like to read the description of the episode from Showtime?
1: You are cordially invited to the Doom coming On the brink of death, the Yellow Jackets opt to throw one last brazier before careening into oblivion. An increasingly paranoid Shauna struggles between keeping her cool and being Shauna.
0: <laughs> Accurate.
1: I love that <laughs> description. That's a good uh, one.
0: This is my favorite episode of the entire two seasons of Yellow Jackets, by the way. I don't know about YouTube, but for me, Doomcoming always holds a special place for me. I love everything about yeah, it. Yeah. Everything I about it. I think I'd agree. Yeah. Top to bottom.
1: Yeah. Oh, I still got- remember watching it for the first time. It was so good. Like, oh, so I good. rewatched
0: that one like immediately. I, I just I fell in love with it. Everything about it. What's up, Kennedy? Nice to have you here. Hi, Kennedy. Hey. Right. Uh, how does the episode open up, Emily?
1: So the episode opens up with Shauna showing up at Adam's apartment and she starts accusing him of being the blackmailer. Um, Adam starts saying he has no idea what is talking about and he eventually said she's looking around his apartment for clues that he is the blackmailer and they're having a discussion and then he eventually says to her okay yes I googled you okay and I saw that you were in a plane crash and I was curious you obviously went through something really messed up and I wanted to understand Shauna I don't know anything about blackmail I didn't even know you existed before our accident mm-hmm. and that like after seeing season 2 i just don't know if i buy that after seeing the extensive amount of artwork that he had in that studio
0: do you buy it shift do you do you think that i mean how could he have created all that art in such a short period of time it yeah. has to have been he he must have been aware from a much prior point
1: just because the passage of time in the adult timeline is so, like, we see such a shorter amount of time than we see in the adult timeline. Mm-hmm. So for everything that we know, their relationship, like, it can't be longer than, more than a month, maybe two at max, if that.
0: If that. And he's got so many pieces of art. I yeah. don't buy it. He's a liar. I
2: Okay. So I fly back and forth because he, when he starts playing around, she comes in and she's like, Obviously upset, but he is brand new to this moment, and he's kind of like, "Oh, we're role playing." Okay, yeah, I'm the yeah. blackmailing dude or whatever yeah. for a second, and he does this kind of back and forth. Where then it it it's like, is he covering for himself or is he really confused? And given that she has a family and she is busy, you know, like having the blackmail thing happen and meeting up with all these old friends quote unquote or whatever um he would have more time to kill spinning out about the vibe that they are building when they are together so given that he has a whole art space none of the images really seem to be that detailed like they all kind of seem like they were just explosive creations that came from the space of a person that might show up in the driveway in the middle of the night What about
1: that one, though? It almost looked like it was Shauna's face, but half of the picture, like, almost looked like her
2: flesh was, like, peeled away from it. Oh, the one that looked burned, kind of? Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, I don't know. I That could be, you know, I could be like, oh, this is him having like a deeper, darker level to him, or he's wrapped up in a very intense relationship that he's got a lot of feelings for with a married woman who has a child and a whole bunch of distractions. Yeah. And he's feeling second fiddle and it's coming out feeling burned. And what, you know, I really can dance between both possibilities so much. I hope they revisit more about him and kind of confirm for us, but they may leave it ambiguous and not give us anything.
1: Yeah. I agree. It's definitely possible.
2: Yeah, yeah. I feel like if he knew really how she was, he wouldn't have stepped towards her while she was holding a fucking kitchen knife. Uh, Because he really really kind of stabbed himself. She was holding a knife, (laughs) but the more I watch it, the more I'm like, yeah, he really like Walks right into it. Yeah, Yeah. literally.
1: She and Shauna also comes across a book in his apartment that's titled skin in the game. And it's underneath that. It shows a subtitle and it says something like an unauthorized account or story of what happened to them. Mm -hmm. So did he have that because he figured out Shauna was a yellow jacket or did he have that before their accident ever happened?
0: I mean, if we're taking his word for it, you know, he Googled her and decided to just get the stuff. But it's always been suspicious because we know that the creators were gonna have Adam be Javi and they went mm-hmm. a different direction. So I feel like that thread has always been kind of woven through the Adam thing and True. and could cast doubt and be sort of a red herring and just make Adam's character even more confusing than it really is. So I don't know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He does tell little lies. He lied about going to college. He lied yeah. about why lie not googling her for a second. Like, um, yeah. It really could go either way. It created quite a conundrum.
3: Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Definitely. So then Shauna stabs Adam, And like you said, Shift, I it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense as to why he approached a woman holding a knife. And she clearly was in some kind of a panic. You could yeah. tell that she was distraught when she was holding the knife. It was very obvious, and it was obvious to us as viewers because of the flashes that we saw of what happened to them when they were out in the wilderness, mixed in with her holding the knife and standing in front of Adam, and then right before she stabs Adam, we see Teen Shauna. I and love teen that. Teen Shauna is yeah. the one that actually is holding the knife when she pull, like when she pulls it out, it's. Her it's Teen Shauna at first. She's which, reverted back yeah, to that. her
0: wilderness self. You know, it's really showing that digression of mm-hmm. what this whole situation has triggered in her. And now she's she's killed a dude. Yep. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: I feel like if he were into any type of predation, he would have grabbed her wrist at the very least, stepping forward. Like yeah. he would have seen he's seen something in him if he's gonna be uh the type of person that's doing anything devious he would know that you gotta at least keep an eye out for slap yeah. moves or something. Um but yeah, yeah the, the PTSD edit that we can see he can't see. Uh, True. You know.
0: It's a different lens. The trauma mm-hmm. lens it sure is the trauma bond is our friend Allie would say. <laughs> <laughs> In the teen timeline
1: we see Shauna and Akila digging for grubs for the group to eat and the group decides to throw a party to uh, celebrate their impending death. I really like that line that Jackie says. She says something like, let's drink rotten berries and celebrate our impending death.
0: <laughs> yeah. Really Jackie like trying line. to be the social person again, trying to infuse some kind of fun or something into the situation. And man, do things go awfully dark for her because of the way things go. So.
1: Hmm. Yeah. And they call it, they, They don't originally call it Doomcoming. They are trying to decide on a name. Akilah says, well, it's almost homecoming. And I think Jackie says, we could have sort of a moon homecoming. And Thaisa says, more like a Doom homecoming. And then Lottie says, more like Doomcoming. And that's when they decide and settle on that name. And Natalie's like, now that's a party idea.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it is.
0: (laughs) They have no idea what they're in for.
1: Yeah. Uh, We see Shauna go back into her safe after coming home from killing Adam to find her journals are right back where they were supposed to be, which made me always wonder, do you think they were ever really actually missing in the first place? Was that like an example of her being an unreliable narrator and they were never missing or were they missing because Jeff took them and he put them back?
0: But why would he take them if he read them years ago is the thing that I keep going back to. What do you think, Shift?
2: Well, if he already read them and he felt like he needed a rebuff on some information, he would probably have like muscle memory about which book to look in and where to flip and put them back quickly. Whenever he was in them before, he either had to take them one at a time or he was going in when she wasn't home and just reading them in the closet maybe. Or Mm -hmm. I I have no idea how he got a hold of them for as long as he needed to to get information about the symbol and blackmailing them and kind of knowing like what buttons he could push to get money yeah um but yeah i think they were really missing i think that it like the timing of it with both of them like jeff always has access to the closet but then she just happened to have adam fucking around in their bed and needed to hide him when jeff came home uh, yeah. Cute move. So she kind she often does the things that happen to her to herself. And there's like an indirect Rube Goldberg machine of fuckery that happens to get her <laughs> in the <laughs> ass. But I do think they were missing. Um and the timing was okay. just so to be able to scare the shit out of her and give her yeah. time to pause after the fact <laughs> of
0: Killing Adam. Makes sense.
2: Yeah.
1: Once Shauna sees that the journals are there, she looks down at the carpet and she comes to realization that the glitter in the closet was not, in fact, from Adam, but from Jeff. And this is when he admits to blackmailing the other adult women.
2: That <laughs> um, look on his face is so great when she's like, like, they don't say anything, but they communicate all these levels of, like, it was you. Like, oh, and you knew. And how deep does this go? But. Yeah, Jeff's such a cute character. His whole his whole like vibe is kind of introduced as they play out the next part. <laughs> like <laughs> I love Jeff.
0: The notebook yeah. club line for me just just does it so much. Like everything about it. Jeff has the best one liners. This is probably the mm-hmm. best and most notable, but that delivery, everything, everything. I love Warren Cole.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Shauna's got some good lines in that one too. She's got one that's like, um, Like he's mentioning he got a loan and she's like, like loan sharks, like fucking mobsters, Jeff. And like like the way that they're realizing who the other is or is becoming or whatever. uh, But they're
0: not that emotionally charged over it, though. I mean, they're not upset with each other. They just kind of like, oh, okay, like this makes sense now. But not a lot of emotions, which just goes to show the headspace that both of them are in right now for them to both just be so blasé about the whole situation.
1: I love how she's like, I stabbed him and now he's dead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And Jeff's in full support of this. I mean, he doesn't have any problem. What? (laughs) Yeah, husband of the year or something else. I mean, wow. (laughs)
2: Yeah. They're a match made in hell (laughs) or something.
1: (laughs) After he says the line about no book club, uh. They're shown to have a deeper conversation about what's going on. And at one point, Shauna says, and if that get- and if it gets out that the Yellow Jackets are being blackmailed because of what we did out there, our lives, Callie's life, would be over. And I always wondered, especially after seeing season two, if this was in reference to what we see in season two that they do. Or do you think there's still room for them to do worse than what they've done?
0: Who, I definitely think there's still room to do worse. Yeah. I think know. the Wilderness Baby situation probably plays a part in that and of course the hunting and whatever they may or may not end up doing to coach Ben and letting Javi drown, but I still yeah. think it can always get worse. I Oh yeah. Don't do think too. we've mm. peaked with <laughs> the craziness of what we've seen in the Wilderness yet. So yeah, I think it'll get worse. Definitely I'm genuinely afraid
2: for Coach. Ben darkness with Thaisa. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah. Big time. The girls yeah, are shown I think they getting don't ready. Even remember oh, how ahead. bad it's been, too. Oh, sorry. I think they don't even remember how bad it's been, uh, and like can't even really look at themselves or each other as like seriously as they need to based on what they've already been through, let alone what it whatever is to come.
0: They've yeah. buried it and made coping mechanisms about it all. And I mean, they're barely scraping by. Somehow they're still managing, but Yeah. Yeah. Oof, hard to look yourself in the mirror after all those bad things you did out there. Yeah. But you had to. You had to survive.
1: Yeah. The girls are shown getting ready for Doomcoming, and we see Jackie help Misty with her makeup, which was one of the very few times that we saw anyone extend any form of kindness to Misty. And mm. we'll talk about this later, but it really anno- – I love Misty. Misty's my favorite. But it really annoyed me at the end of the finale when she calls Jackie out for not saying thank you when they're, like, having their prayer for the bear meat that they get. Because Jackie didn't say anything. Why are you going to sing single her out. When she's one of the only ones. That did anything nice for you.
0: Just goes to show. That MFQ is always. Uh, always pressing buttons. Pushing buttons. She's a button yeah. pusher. Yeah. She didn't need to do that.
1: We then see Misty going to a secret binder. She had hidden in the woods. Full of different plants. And she pulls out some magic mushrooms. <laughs>
0: I love the Trapper Keeper, by the way. Like, I love Trapper Keepers. Love that shit.
1: (laughs) Do either of you hold Mari partially responsible for the group tripping since she's the one that actually put the mushrooms in the soup? No.
0: She did not know. She did not know that they were hallucinogenic mushrooms. I think she just trusted Misty for some reason and assumed that they were just okay to be eaten. Misty is the one to blame.
2: I think. Yeah. I
0: think she knew what she was doing. Yeah, I,
2: I think it's, it's odd how she like what distracts her so that she sets them down on the table where they're cooking is really interesting. Cause she does. I know she didn't mean for the group to get any. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah she doesn't say anything at the same time. Cause she didn't want anyone to know she was about to poison coach again. Yeah.
0: Nope. God, yeah. She just can't help herself
1: misty and jessica roberts are chatting as misty folds towels and jessica roberts kind of attempts to get into misty's head by telling her that the other adult women had been in touch with everybody but her at least that's how i took it by the way the way that she said it she said something like they've been in touch with each other after all this time but nobody's bothered to to let you know what's going on or something like that like she very clearly was trying to make misty feel a certain way i think i don't know if it was Mm -hmm. intentional like thinking if i do this maybe she'll let me go i don't know if she was like playing in that sense trying to think of a way out for herself trying to align herself with misty and show misty that she was like her friend in a way
0: she's so desperate at this point there's no hope of her escaping she tried yeah. it, it didn't work so i think at this point she's just gonna say anything and everything to try to get herself out of that basement i agree yeah, yeah
2: natalie not, you know by manipulating her and pushing buttons and getting her to second guess why she kidnapped her in the first place that might help but
0: she's smart though to capitalize on misty and her sensitivity towards not having friends i mean it's very yeah. apparent that misty does not have a family close network of people and so really trying to point that out and make misty feel bad about it is a smart tactic unfortunately it mm-hmm. doesn't work but nice try
1: no i don't think that stuff would ever work on misty misty doesn't feel like normal people feel no no so it doesn't work
2: <laughs> misty is a sociopath she's like the definition of a sociopath like yeah i agree crafted character
0: <laughs> Mm mm-hmm oh so well crafted
1: (laughs) natalie gets a text from Susie saying she's still working on getting into travis's bank account and this is where we see natalie smash the vending machine to get access to her peanut m&ms which is one of my favorite scenes of the whole the whole episode by far
0: so good yep and she just does it so casually just no big deal just only takes out the one thing of M&M's. Isn't greedy. Not trying to help yep. herself to the Doritos mm-hmm. and Snickers and all the other stuff. But That's what made me love it so much more that she only took the peanut M&M's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are going to miss you, Natalie. Yes. Yeah,
2: really.
0: So much.
2: I'm serious, So
1: <sighs> much. Uh, do you come uh, Ty is seen at a polling place during the election, and she tells her campaign manager that she took a 15-year marriage and set it on fire for what? I think she says something like zoning reform. And she really starts to doubt herself in this election. And it, I always thought that conversation that she has with her campaign manager was so interesting because she says, my wife moved out, but yet she's the one that told Simone that she needed to leave. So it almost seemed to me like she was trying to spin a different story for other people.
0: Of course, that's her specialty. Yeah. She's in politics. It definitely makes sense. And at this point, I'm wondering, she must have already killed Biscuit, right? Because she had the bite on her head oh, yeah. in the tree. So the mm-hmm. altar's probably still mm-hmm. there. And it's just all this big setup, you know, for her to win because of the blood sacrifice. Just goes yeah. to show again. Every time they spill blood, something good happens.
1: Very true. Very true. Doom coming begins and the group begins to gather and Van and Ty kiss in front of everyone and the group cheers them on. <laughs> I love that scene too. That scene is so cute.
3: Uh, and
1: yes. we also see Travis and Jackie dancing. And this is when Travis says, my favorite Travis line of the entire series. Uh <laughs> He she says something about being stranded with a bunch of babes, and he says to her, "Do you ever feel like your humility holds you back?" And that (laughs) line was just so perfect, and saying it to Jackie of all people was just so perfect.
0: (laughs) Fantastic! That was a really good Travis one-liner.
2: Yeah, yeah. Jackie kind of she's most of this episode she's just like inverting and showing all the underbelly of who she is. When she's doing Misty's makeup, she makes some comment about. How her mom is like training her to prey on men. Basically, she says something about yeah. Uh, my mom says when a when a girl sets her mind to it, there's nothing she can't get from a man or something like that, and then proceeds to act that out through the rest of the time. Really yeah. going out of her way to avoid noticing that like people are unwell and probably could use a different type of attention if she's going to give attention. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: And she changed her tune fast because when they first got to the lake in the cabin and whatnot, Jackie's like, guys, we've been here for three days and like, get over it. You know, It's it's Travis, who cares? And then, yes, some time has passed. But for her to now be the one that's pursuing Travis, especially after him and her and now we're together, I think you're right. It is showing her true colors and. The real Jackie, and now that she knows about Jeff and Shauna, she's like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna do whatever. I'm That's not gonna cool. die a virgin." And she did it's
1: girl code. Mm-hmm. You don't do that to your friends, and you it sucks that it was done to you. But that doesn't mean you should do it to someone else. Like no. two wrongs don't make a right.
2: They absolutely know do. How to that. lose? Jackie no, has no she idea how to cope with things no. like that. Yeah,
0: which is absolutely. why she's performing so poorly out in the wilderness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, Coach and Nat sneak off, and they realize that Misty had poisoned everyone. As they begin to trip on mushrooms, I love this scene too because <laughs> Natalie like picks up her hand and she starts like waving it in front of her face. She's like, "Buckle <laughs> in,
2: yeah." <laughs> <laughs> She's the only one ready for this moment. Yes,
1: yes.
0: She's like, she "I've really been training is. for this my whole teenage life." <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Natalie.
1: Coach and Misty all knew that they were tripping on mushrooms. They were the three that knew. Everyone else had no idea, including Jackie, even
2: though Jackie didn't eat the mushrooms. Mm -hmm. It's it's probably a good thing that it got distributed amongst everybody in the stew because it was like a fucking ounce of mushrooms that Misty (laughs) was about to dose, possibly coach alone with. Maybe she was going to take some too, but... I don't even know know what would happen to you at that point.
0: That's a lot of mushrooms. (laughs) Like a whole ounce of mushrooms is a lot of mushrooms.
2: Yeah. Too much. Yeah.
1: Like far too much. much. (laughs) (laughs) Eight times too
0: much,
2: much, really. Like
0: (laughs) yikes.
2: Yeah, set and setting too. My goodness, everyone. (laughs)
0: Like
2: (laughs) (laughs)
1: Jackie and Travis sneak off to the cabin and head up to the attic where Jackie propositions Travis to have sex. And after saying he thinks he's in love with Natalie, he goes through with it and sleeps with Jackie regardless, which I know was a big moment for all those Travis haters out there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but to be fair, he was tripping on mushrooms like he was not in his right mind doesn't make it right and and he even said he was in love with Nat so he kind of you know was trying to tell Jackie that he maybe didn't want to do it but it didn't work out that way.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I think it goes to the foreshadowing of Jackie's death even more because she made the comment about not wanting to die a virgin and it it all goes back to uh foreshadowing cuz we know that she will not die a virgin now. So,
2: very. It's true. like a classic backwoods horror trope, too. Just don't yeah. fuck around and do that, and you won't have so many problems. You might be the final girl if you don't lose your virginity in the movie, especially. True. <laughs>
0: <yeah>. She blew <laughs> it. No chance yep. of Jackie final girling.
2: <laughs> That's her Sorry. get out of jail free card.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the rest of the group realized that Jackie and Travis were gone together and headed out to find them, howling like animals along the way. That was another scene that I really like from
2: the episode, too. I really love when they all get animalistic.
0: Yeah. Love that,
2: that. Bam started it, too, by the way, with that, like, slashed up face. I'm like, how do you even open your mouth that wide right now? <laughs> on? Okay,
1: yeah. The group... The group stumble into the cabin just as Jackie and Travis were exiting the attic. And Lottie pulls on Jackie's dress and points out the bloodstain, implying that the two had sex. Which I hated when Lottie did this because even though it was wrong of Jackie to do that, it was equally as wrong to single her out and do what they did to her. It, it just, like, that was pure mean girl things to do. And it's just not cool in my book. Not cool.
2: Lottie on psychedelics is the scariest version of her. She's so aggressive yeah, she's and terrifying. so violent.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. It's a little bit alarming.
1: Yeah, especially because after this, Lottie then pushes Jackie into the pantry and locks her in. And she says to her before she pushes her in, "Uh, don't you – or you took something – That doesn't belong to you. And Jackie says. Oh what like the spirits give a fuck. That Nat called dips on Travis. And Lottie says this has nothing to do with her. Don't you understand? You don't matter anymore. And then she shoves her in the pantry. And she locks her in. And. It always made me wonder. Especially after seeing season two. If she took something that didn't belong to her. Which we take to mean Travis. Then. And it has nothing to do with Natalie, then who does it have to do with? The wilderness? Is that what she means?
2: Maybe. I always thought it was just that Jackie was trying to cock block the orgy at incoming, (laughs) and (laughs) (laughs) that wasn't gonna fly for anybody. (laughs) They all wanted to. Go outside and do your own thing, or you can join the group, but or you could shut up and stay in the corner, but you're not gonna (laughs) cock block the orgy when everybody's on this much mushrooms.
1: Okay, okay. I never thought about it that way. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh Travis then this is when the girls like start to molest Travis. They rip his shirt off, start kissing him, and he gets all freaked out. He jumps up, he escapes, and the girls begin to chase him. And Javi uh calls out to Shauna, who says in the most demonic voice ever, run. Run! And we don't see Hoppy again for two plus months after that.
0: I keep thinking, do you think part of his trauma from being out there has to do with getting dosed with all those mushrooms? Like, could it have caused any type of permanent damage from consuming that level of mushrooms? Like, the others don't seem to have any, but he's a lot younger than them, weighs less than them, etc. Can mushrooms cause that sort of long-term psychosis?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, most of that the is trauma really on young top to of it. Trip on mushrooms.
0: Yeah, yeah, and like, the trauma. You're right. I mean, the the cold. Uh, there are a lot of factors going into it. So the the mushrooms probably did not help.
2: Yeah, the, no, Having that be the you... entry into iso- months of isolation <laughs> before winter, <laughs> and yeah. when like, yeah, I there's a bunch of factors playing into the... And if he didn't actually, like, if he ran
1: away, but he stayed close enough where he could see what transpired the night of Doom coming too, and he saw them almost kill Travis among other things, Mm -hmm. that had to be traumatic too, to see that. Mm -hmm. That's your brother. Yeah, And Shauna was legitimately about to slice his neck open. Yeah. She cut him. He bleeds. Yeah. If it wasn't for Jackie and Natalie, I genuinely
2: think that Travis would have. Would have been killed, like, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, was Javi drinking, too? Because the rest of them were willfully drinking hooch. They did know they were getting drunk. I don't remember noticing. I don't know if he was drinking or not. Probably not. He probably just ate the soup.
0: I think so. It was funny when Coach made the comment about not condoning the underage drinking and whatnot. But then but bottoms up. Like,
3: yeah,
0: <laughs> he's already lost all of his authority anyway, so it doesn't matter. He's just trying. He's trying to hold on to any last thread that he might have. Which yeah, is can he
2: just have a good night with them for God's sake? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Somebody trying to fly away in a pl- in a decrepit plane, or like you
0: know. Oh my God! Well, he must feel relieved at least, like he's out now at least. So that's something for him. Like that must be a weight lifted at least for Coach. So if if nothing else, you know that. Yeah. Yeah. That helped For Misty, at least, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Nat and
1: Coach are having a discussion about love and Travis and Natalie, and Misty then comes in and attempts to basically molest Coach again, and this is where he confesses that he is, in fact, gay. And this confession is maybe my favorite moment of Doomcoming, I think, just the way that he does it. Did you hear that, God? <laughs> my furry <laughs> horse <laughs> <worst> friend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Best coming out moment ever, even better than tie and man, I think.
2: Uh, yeah, it's I agree. Great. I feel like one thing I question every single time I watch these episodes surrounding this, I the, it feels uncannon to the 90s that nobody would make some kind of comment. The only thing that anyone ever says is that Misty, when Coach is about to kill himself, she's like, I'm going to tell everybody all this stuff Like outside the group is where homophobia is. I feel like even non-homophobic people back then were like, I have to perform homophobia because that's all anybody knew, but I've decided to suspend my disbelief intentionally just because I will get hung up on that forever if I (laughs) (laughs) lean into it too
1: much. That's
0: that's probably smart. Good call, Chef. Yeah. (laughs) Because you're right.
1: The group catches Travis and restrains him in a tree stump and Shauna puts a knife to his throat only to be interrupted by Nat and Jackie who saved Travis. But why did Lottie even want them to hunt Travis in the first place? Like, what gave her the idea to chase him down like he was a stag?
0: She saw him like, as a stag. Man, no, like, she was yeah. hallucinating, you know? Like, when know. you see him running by, I mean, she sees him as one. So, it's got a, the hallucination factor. That has to be it, right? Yeah. It has yeah. to be. Yeah. And it's the beginning. It's This is their first chase. And it's funny because the penultimate episode of season two is similar in that there's a chase of another person similar to this whole Doom coming situation. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: The adult women all come together at Adam's apartment where Ty and Natalie learned that Shauna had in fact killed the blackmailer. Do you think that the adult women ever truly bought Shauna's story as to what Really happened with Adam, or do
2: you think that they just took her word for it and were like, It's better if I don't know the real truth? I think everybody but Nat bought it hook, line, and sinker. Hook, and line, Nat and was sinker. Only yeah. questioning it when Shauna pushed back about Travis when she wanted to dig deeper about that and she was trying to figure out what the block was and yeah. like maybe phased into questioning whether the whole thing was legit or not for a second. But for the most part, I think they really thought that they fixed it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Details lined up or whatnot. I I think she just wanted to be there. And the line about the cleaning supplies was maybe one of my favorite lines. I mean, there's so Mm. many good Misty lines, but I love the the cleaning supplies line. I love how she's just ready to clean up for her friend who murdered somebody. Like, that's (laughs) a friend you want. Even if you don't like Misty, she's got your back.
2: She was so so excited. We need you to hide a body. She just lit the fuck up. That was probably the happiest we see. (laughs) Adult yes. Misty, ever.
1: Yeah, she was yeah. so happy in that moment. Like, yes, they finally need me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Even if it's for I this. I can thrive, I can shine. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God.
1: Before she, Natalie pays her a visit and asks her that she has a very interesting conversation. Misty has a very interesting conversation with Jessica Roberts. And she's talking about sharing her story about what happened to her in the wilderness. And I always thought this line was, it always made me wonder. Misty says, and of course, when we came back, we couldn't get help. We couldn't betray the team, but it's time to face the truth, no matter how much it hurts so that everyone can begin to heal. And I always wondered if she meant, does they can't get psychological help when they get back, or mm-hmm. could it be like they left someone behind in the wilderness on purpose mm-hmm. and they didn't want anybody to know?
2: Maybe both, <laughs> like, those yeah, are not I mean, mutually spend, exclusive, perhaps. terrible things
0: could <laughs> <Like, laughs> be a
2: little both. Yeah, they fit well together, actually. Like, <laughs> shit. it always made me wonder
1: because. I can't see Misty going out and getting psychological help to begin with, so no. why would she say
2: it in that sense unless that she's trying to make herself seem socially appropriate? Well, she was absolutely playing Jessica, yeah like a hundred percent she they were both playing each other, and who had leverage really flipped a few ways. Uh, When Jessica got her hands on Caligula, that like, yeah, leveled it up several amps. Like it was just like
0: a few notches.
2: Right. Um, Yeah, I think she was just kind of uh, like, how do I get her nice and smooth so that when I release her and set this thing up so that she disappears and the story takes care of itself off of my property, like, you know, she just wanted her to feel like a friend or a colleague, associate, whatever, they're gonna be working together. Should I yeah. call a publicist? Like you know, <laughs> I, I love I'm that. so ready to tell this story now. <laughs> she wants Scarlett Johansson to play her in a movie. So funny. Oh, oh my, my god. god. That was a really good moment.
0: I love it. I love all the misty moments, all of mm-hmm. them. Me too. All right. Well, um, that pretty much summarizes the episode. We have one quick comment here I was just going to put up. Um, Janelle is asking, would you guys ever do an episode talking about season three predictions and what do you want to see in season three? We yeah. will absolutely do that. That is a fantastic <laughs> idea. Uh, probably as we get closer to season three, I think that's yeah. something we'll do. And we'll, I'm sure, put a few tweets out asking everybody else's predictions too so we can share some, some fan predictions for season three. So
1: Yeah,
0: that um, would be course, so fun. We can definitely do that. Um, the music from this episode, you guys, we had The World I Know by Collective Soul. We had Geppetto by Belly. And of course, uh, Kiss from a Rose by Seal, uh, which we hear again in the reunion episode. But I loved The Collective Soul. I I thought that just worked so well to really yeah. set the tone for Doomcoming when they were getting ready. And I loved them singing Kiss, of, Kiss by a Rose. Like I... I love that I just kissed from a rose sorry I knew I had the wrong proposition that
1: um that collective soul song came on in the car the other day when I was with my husband and he's like this is in yellow jackets isn't it oh
0: Maggie a plus I love that wow (laughs) husband of the year god between making the whole shrine biscuit thing for um for you for whatever I think for the season two premiere premiere yeah premiere, premiere yeah Oh my god, mm-hmm. that was amazing! I love that he knows yes. the songs of Yellowjackets. He's
1: catching it on.
0: Solid. Good. <laughs> As he. Can be. <laughs> um, what was your favorite moment from Doomcoming Ship? Uh, I got a few favorite
2: moments. It's really well edited, and like the the things that happen when they're on psychedelics are really intense. I, it, ironically, the scene where Ty and Van fuck for the first time, mm-hmm. or like at least the first time in the woods that we see. Uh, is really well done, and uh, it's, like, concise, but really, like, complete. Oops. I I don't like Ty and Van together. I don't want Ty near anybody. I'm like, put Ty in a box, lock her, <laughs> I don't know what to do. I, I wish I could help her, um, but she lies so freely and just kind of, like, hides from responsibility about things that she's the direct cause of, and has yeah. no idea what she's capable of, um, but, uh, yeah, I like that. I also, um, I, I as terrifying and horrific as it was the the orgy scene or the molestation scene whatever you want to call it and the hunt and the pine cone and Shauna's face the contacts that they use like flipping between yeah the, like, makeup and visual effects and all of that stuff I really yeah. appreciate a well put together psychedelic scene because usually it doesn't
1: it was matter. nicely done
2: yeah a lot of times people real. fuck it up mm hmm yeah um. Yeah, that's uh, that's those are probably my absolute favorites. And then, of course, Shauna and Jeff really getting to know each other, and (laughs) Jeff's response, like him (laughs) reacting and (laughs) absorbing this information, and completely falling apart. And then when he comes back, deciding who he's going to be, knowing what he knows now, I really appreciate that whole thing about his character, about Warren Cole, the whole all of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What was your favorite part?
0: Shauna and Jeff for me. I mean, I love the whole episode. It's actually really hard to pick one moment because, to your point, the chase, the orgy, the psychedelics, the celebration, it was so good. But that Shauna and Jeff moment is what really got me, I think. The most. Same.
1: The no book club thing just takes the cake for me. That I love whole, it. If I get a yellow jacket tattoo,
0: it'll
2: be wh- there's no book club that's <laughs> around my ankle or something. <laughs> and,
0: yeah. Moving on to episode 10 Sick Transit Gloria Mundi. Emily, Showtime's description for this episode.
1: On the night of their 25th reunion, the girls navigate damning evidence, false alibis, and a dubious attempt to heal. In the wilderness, the doom coming leaves everything off the rails as simmering resentments come to a head. Oof. They sure do.
0: It's funny waking up the next morning after something like doom coming. It really reminded me of them waking up the next morning after eating Jackie when Van's like, Ty, you ate her face. Like, I mean, it's quite a lot of things that happened, and looking each other in the eye after something like that is might be a little awkward yeah you know,
2: they don't the sure. night never ends too they just pass out wherever they're at and wake yeah. up in the yep. middle of the woods and yeah like, yeah coming down from an event like that would be a trip of its own like
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah very true <laughs> Ugh. yes as we just said the, the episode opens up with the group waking up in the aftermath of doom coming and then we see Misty pop into the nursing home to grab her Tupperware. And like you said, shift. She learns that Gloria, Mrs. Janeiro, passed away. Um, I o- Before we saw season two, this scene stuck out to me because when we see at the end of the episode when Natalie gets kidnapped, one of the kidnappers looks a lot like one of the women that works in the nursing home with Misty. The so one changing the sheets, thinking, right? Yeah. Yeah yeah Ooh. so I was thinking maybe it's possible that Lottie had somebody from her group keeping tabs on all the survivors just so she knew what was going on with them. I feel like maybe that could still be possible, but mm-hmm. i I don't know, I don't know anymore. I'm not as sure after seeing season two because she seemed very concerned with Natalie, but Lottie, but not as much so with the others, like her concern for Natalie was. Way greater than the other women,
2: which is Natalie interesting. Being the antler queen that she like hands things off to might be the reason for that. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Also, Natalie's got a really erratic life comparatively. So anybody else that she planted in anyone else's life would be like, maybe like for Shauna, maybe that friend that Callie's spending the night at. Yeah, that we met her. her. She's probably not. Yeah, yeah. I, that would that would that would be a stretch. But there might be other people at the school or whatever cuz all those people will do anything for lottie she's got their bank records and their like family info yeah. like all everything about them about their personal lives so if she wanted to ask them to go get a job off site instead of selling honey at the farmers market they would <laughs>
0: I mean, I thought Adam was the plant for Shauna, for Lottie, you know, like I always thought like could Adam have been part of the cult, you know, when he makes, it's all about the tattoo and then the reference to the cabin in the Poconos. Now knowing that Lottie's retreat is up in the mountains, you know, if we're talking plants, I would have thought maybe Adam for Shauna and that would explain to some of the backstory. But again, it's all kind of tied up with Adam and that like he was going to be Javi type thing too. So it's hard to see clearly when it comes to Adam's character, I think.
2: I feel I agree. like that actually would, be, like, as a writer, if I was on this project, that's what I would do to repurpose Adam, <laughs> taking him away from being future hobby. Because the way that they portray all of the cult members, his vibe and the artistry and just everything about the way he carries, I feel like that's like on the nose. If any writers are watching, they should steal that idea if they haven't. He already. wasn't
0: wearing purple at any point, right? Like, I don't yeah. remember seeing Adam wearing purple. That would have been know. a big giveaway. Not it like Walter in his purple clothes or jacket or whatever, but yeah, White. right,
2: yeah,
0: anyway mm-hmm.
1: <sighs>
0: so many questions,
1: Misty shows Natalie the supplies she grabbed for the atom cleanup. She grabbed oxygenated bleach, which she said was needed because it ta- it. Gets rid of the hemoglobin, which is left behind for luminal testing, which, of course, Misty would know that. Of course. Uh, Gloves and waste disposal bags. And this is when she says the line, 12% of all killers are caught buying cleaning supplies. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And in this moment, too, she is saying to Natalie, I just want to go over the terms of our agreement. And Natalie says, what do you want a blood oath from me? I said that I'd come. And so they were talking about the reunion, and it always made me wonder, did she say Blood Oath because they do Blood Oath with each other out in the wilderness, or was that just, like, a coincidence?
2: Yeah, I'm sure it was her referencing back to their murky memories of terrible things you done think? together. Yeah.
0: Maybe they did a final blood oath before they left the wilderness too. And that's when they really mm-hmm. like sealed their pact and made their deal. So maybe yeah, that's something that's we haven't thing. seen yet. So yeah. I think it could be a subtle reference to something that maybe we see in the future.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like collectively eating a friend is a form of blood oath also. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes. It's a really good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Travis is cleaning off his neck when Nat approaches and offers to help him look for Hobby. She says she doesn't care about what happened with Jackie and she just wanted to know that he was okay. Travis rebuffs her advances to help and goes off alone. And that moment made me really sad because Natalie was trying so hard to show him that even though he basically betrayed her, that that doesn't matter. She's mature enough. To realize that other shit is going on that matters more than the fact that you just did what you did. And he still acted like a child. (laughs) He did.
0: Yeah. But at the same time, like, he just, you know, I mean, he was ghost in the mushrooms. But, you know, like... I think he's just so guarded. He's got such a hard time letting his emotional wall down. But to see Nat caring that much, it, like, it tears me apart, you know? Like, to see just the look in her eye. I mean, God, Sophie Thatcher just, like, makes us all feel like she really fucking cares about Travis.
1: Yeah. She Um, does. It's so obvious. And it's obvious that he cares about her, too. But he's just a guy. So...
0: In the 90s, in the wilderness, stuck with a bunch of girls, like so many factors, which you talked about a lot in your article for cord cutting. So check that out. Yellowjacketshive.com has all of our articles and videos.
1: Misty shows up at Adams to help get rid of the Bonnie and Shauna is very, very unhappy that Misty was Natalie's bright idea. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so annoyed by that
0: <laughs> to be fair though it was a really good idea like she knows what she's doing she has statistics yeah. here you guys and like knows what type of bleach to get so yeah like not complain shauna come on yeah Misty? it seems
2: it that energy that shauna has i just could i couldn't help but think like they must find out about the black box thing like they can't there's no way uh, that, i go Yeah, I I mean, I guess there could be other things that Shauna would be particularly resentful over. But like, because of the black box, she had to give birth in the woods. She had to deal with like being second fiddle and dealing with Jackie reading her journal, like everything that happens to her is kind of a result of them just not getting rescued, as they might have. (laughs)
0: That, and I also wonder if she has, harbors these feelings of resentment towards Misty for the delivery of her baby and inadvertently maybe blames Misty for part of that, even though, I mean, Misty did her best. Like, she was really front and center right there for Shauna. So that's the only other thing I can think, okay, maybe that's why. But to the point before of them all being in touch for the last 25 years, except for with Misty, something like the black box would make a lot of sense, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, it may not even be true, though, because it seemed like Shauna was seeing that for the first time in a long time, and they kind of almost get into it. And then Ty calls them. Up. It seemed like Ty is the only one who kept up with everybody in that scene.
3: Yeah, right,
0: right. I think Jessica was just kind of making that up mm-hmm. because, I, I mean, Ty and Shauna pretended like they didn't see each other since, um, you know, yeah. Jeff and Shauna's wedding, but. That was for Jeff's sake, so I don't
1: know. Misty tells the women they need to turn off their phones and gives everyone jobs. Telling Shauna she'll handle the body because she's best with a knife and <laughs> Natalie. We like, okay,
0: like yeah. no like, pushback. Just, just like riding a fucked up bicycle. I love that yeah, line, exactly. too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just get right back to it.
2: Yeah,
1: Natalie asks Shauna if she remembers how, like we just said, if she remembers how to do it when she goes to cut up Adam's body, and she, like you just said, it's like. Riding a gross, fucked-up bike. It's a skill (laughs) you don't ever really forget. Mm -hmm. Something that once you learn it, it will stick with you forever. Um, Nat prods Shauna about Adam saying she needs to see the text on his phone if he really killed Travis. And Shauna says that she was with Adam the the night that Travis died. So there's no way that Adam could have been responsible for Travis's death. And that... Natalie needs to stop looking for answers where there are none, implying that Travis really did kill himself. And in this moment, Shauna says, what if the truth is that we're all fucked in the head from what happened to us, and you're searching for answers that don't exist? So, do you think that she believed that, that Travis killed himself, or do you think she believed that he was murdered?
2: I think she's so self-obsessed that she didn't care about the yeah. reality in that
0: moment. I was just going to say, I don't think point. she cared. Like, yeah, she
2: just not her problem. To, mm-hmm, she's just got to get Nat to chill about looking more, deeper into into Adam's life for any reason whatsoever and figuring yeah. out that Jeff was the blackmailer because it wasn't actually Adam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
1: Girls go back to camp where Jackie starts laying into them about what happened the night before and Misty admits to the mushrooms being hers and that Coach tricked her into falling in love with him. <laughs> Before a bear (laughs) stumbles into camp and Lottie takes the knife from Shauna and she effortlessly stabs the bear in the head, killing it. And it was in this moment that I felt like the way that Van looked at Lottie was like, I'm your girl. Like from here on out, like I am, I will follow you to the ends of Avalon. Like mm-hmm. for real.
0: I will follow you. Oh my God. Um, one more thing about the bear. Do you guys remember when people thought Hobby was the bear? That yeah. was a good oh, time. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. a good time. I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite, like, worst theories of yellow jackets of all time.
2: Yeah, yeah definitely. Worse definitely than my second wilderness baby theory. Come on! <laughs> I
0: mean, you haven't you haven't put that one out there yet. I have
2: haven't. I will. I have it written down later in my notes. Okay. <laughs> <great. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Misty attends
1: uh, Mrs. DeGenero's funeral, where she deposited Adam's head and hands into her casket before she was cremating, cremated, destroying the evidence for the women. And after this, so there is. A montage of the adult women getting ready for the reunion and we see both Ty and Shauna crying. And that's really the first time that we see either one of them show any real depth or emotion like more than surface level.
0: Shauna crying really hit me hard. It was mm-hmm. it was like she's letting go of so much that she's been holding in. And it it hit me hard because it just was so apparent like how much she's actually holding on to. Like I felt that release. I felt yeah. it. I mean. Yeah.
1: Mm. The women meet up and all walk into the reunion together with Misty jumping at the chance to be reunited with the others. <laughs> Uh, Then we see Ty and Van have a conversation in the attic about how Van believes in whatever is happening to them out there in the wilderness. And if Ty has a problem with it, that she needs to say so. But Ty tells her that they're fine, gives her a hug, reassures her. And in this conversation, Van talks about being in between after she was attacked by the wolf. And she says she saw something out there with them. I always thought this was in reference to those shadowy figures that we see in Flight of the Bumblebee when she is like waking up on top of the funeral pyre and she's looking over and she sees the other girls all standing around her over top of her. And it's such a quick shot, but if you freeze the frame just right in between all of their heads, it looks like silhouettes of like figures. Mm-hmm. So it looks like there is someone out there with them, at least in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I went back and I saw what you meant and I agree with that. And I do think that with Lottie stabbing the bear and everything that Van's been through out there, it's not hard to convert her to a follower of Lottie because she's no. been through kind of a lot more than the rest of them have at this point. So, yeah, that that definitely solidifies
3: things. Yeah.
1: Natalie is seen staring at a trophy case dedicated to the soccer team when Kevin Tan approaches her and they have a conversation. And this conversation breaks my heart every single time because uh, she is looking at the trophy case and he says something about Kevin or he says something about Travis and she says, you two were a lot alike actually. And he says, why? Because we both loved you. And uh, yeah. No. <laughs> and and he ba- I don't remember word for word the rest of the conversation, but I know at the very end, he says, I hope that you find whatever it is that you're looking for. And she looks so devastated in that moment, like holding back tears. And it makes me cry. It really makes me cry to see her in that pain because she tries to shove it down so much all the time. So when you actually see it bubble to the surface, you know that she's Really, really hurting so desperately.
0: Knowing what happens to Kevin Tan, especially in that context. Yeah. And I think, too, going to your 25th high school reunion has got to bring back a lot of emotions for normal people and the typical high school experience. So, never mind the anxiety and the pressure and all of the things that this is bringing up for them, because their high school experience mm-hmm. was different than 99.9% yeah. mm-hmm. of any other high schoolers out there ever. So, yep. I just before I they, think it's a wellspring of emotion.
2: Yeah, before they step through the door, Shauna stops and she's like, "How is it possible? This is the most scared I've been all day." After they destroyed my yeah. body and have to deal with
3: right? like,
2: dealing with Misty again, and like, there's like a lot of shit that goes down before that leads up to it. But uh, yeah, and then um, what's her name? Allie is like the the <sighs> organizer or whatever for the night. Like I hate that's hate her. <laughs> yeah. I actually really love her character. She's annoying if I was in real life I couldn't tolerate her, but yeah. I love a good supporting character. So like
0: She does her Randy, play her like, well.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, she does. I'll give her that for sure.
0: <laughs> I mean like she's look, <laughs> like look at what she's doing here with Jackie up on the screen, shot. like she's like, it looks like she's cheerleading. Like it's not the time or the place. Like no. <laughs> that
2: is an insane shot. Good, good screenshot grab. <laughs> Whichever one of you
0: grab, that oh, that is Emily. Yes, yeah. yes, she's amazing. Very good. <laughs> wow. Yeah.
2: Ugh, Ellie.
0: <laughs>
1: Shauna approaches Randy at the reunion and tells him if he ever tells anyone about the blackmail that she will fucking end him. And I love that scene. I love yes. everything that she says to him and his response. He's just like, "Okay,
0: <laughs> okay."
2: So
1: you're what mad. does he
2: know? What does he know? Like, because he's looped in to something, but does something. he know what was in the journals, or was he just like? I don't think he, don't think
0: knows, he knows that much. But something funny about what Jeff Holman actually knew about the blackmail was that he did not know about it. And we're going to play a clip. So here we go.
3: There's this gal on Twitter named Christy or Misty fucking Quigley. And she was she brought up a, a fan's um, theory that uh, I'm like the mastermind of it all. And I was like, Ooh. oh. I like that. Oh, <laughs> not as not as simple as they seem. <laughs> I was actually super shocked to find out that I was part of the blackmail scheme. <laughs> like, I had no idea. <laughs> and when I filmed episode 10, I asked uh, Warren about it. I'm like, so can you like fill me in on the backstory? Because I really don't know what's going on. They don't give me like old scripts to look at or anything. So.
0: Oh, so no context. You had no context on the blackmail scene.
3: Yeah, none. I had to get it all from uh, from Warren. And he's like, yeah, so you and I uh, blackmailed them." I was like, it was you and me? What? I thought it was Adam. And, she, and then he's like, no, that was just a red herring. And I'm like, oh my God. So like, I couldn't even keep up on the show. And I'm in the show.
0: I love Jeff Holman. I love that clip. And I think it's hilarious that Like he said, he's on the show and doesn't even know what's happening on the show. So imagine the rest of us out here, like normal everyday people, not even on the show. Like we really have no clue. So I thought that was really funny. And I loved when we interviewed Jeff Holman. I thought he was fantastic.
2: The
1: group sits down to eat the bear when Van suggests they say some kind of grace. And Lottie goes ahead and does the honors. And I always thought it was really interesting what she says. She says – for this gift from the wilderness, we give our thanks. To so the spirit of the bear who sacrificed so that we could survive, we give our thanks. And to the ancient gods of the sky and the dirt, we give our thanks. And this is the first time that we see or hear them reference the wilderness like directly. And yeah. Lottie with this prayer, where does she come up with this prayer? Does she just have this like spinning in her brain? That's a very like, what's the word I'm looking for? well-put-together piece of, like, a little speech that she just came up with out of nowhere, like, and to the ancient gods of the sky and the dirt, like, where do you get that?
2: (laughs) (laughs) She is freshly off her meds still, I would say. Like, um, yeah, she's been on them since she was a small child. It's only been a couple of months. Um, Very true. Yeah, it also is, like, all they have, like... yeah like invested in their day-to-day or whatever it's the only real like edges of their environment so uh but yeah the the gods thing is real (laughs) weird (laughs) like what exactly huh like which part of that is stimulating to her or whatever seems attractive
3: Yeah. yeah
1: misty then calls jackie out on not saying thank you like the rest of the group which eventually results in shauna and jackie getting into a very heated confrontation and this is when jackie tells everyone that shauna had been sleeping with jeff and that he's the real father of her baby and i was honestly kind of expecting a little bit bigger of a reaction from the other girls than we got Like, no one said anything. They all just kind of stared and didn't say a word. When they found out Shauna was pregnant, every single one of them were like, you were having sex? Oh, my God. Like, they all had a reaction, and they were all silent. I don't know if they... I mean, I might have been silent too because that's a moment that you feel like you're not supposed to be a part of. <laughs>
0: yeah, let let Jackie and Shauna have it out, right? But yeah. also, too, everything that they have just been through with like the orgy situation and the hallucinating and everything, too. I think, you know, they've been through so much now. Looking back, like maybe it wasn't even that big of a deal in the scheme of things. Yeah, maybe. Even though it's a
2: pretty yeah, big deal. I mean logically it can kind of as far as we're aware it can be one of two people randy and jeff and like mm-hmm. if it were me there on the team i would be like that makes more sense than randy but yeah yeah
1: yeah back at the reunion ally makes a speech with a picture of jackie in the background she <laughs> says it's customary <laughs> for the class king and queen to share in a dance but since jackie was no longer with them that Shauna should step in in her place. And I love that she was so convinced that this is what Jackie would have wanted.
0: So <laughs> There's no time. way in hell that Jackie wanted <laughs> any of that, them to end up together. None of it. That's just
1: No. Bullshit. Not a chance in hell. No, no way.
0: No.
2: No.
1: Jackie... Uh-uh decides to spend the night outside after fighting with Shauna. Coach tried speaking up and saying no one was sleeping outside, but Lottie very quickly told him he needed to stay out of it. Mm. And he listened. Dude, mm. are you <laughs> kidding me?
2: Jackie are actually tried to kick Shauna out first. She told yeah. her to go outside yeah. and then Shauna just refused and Jackie decided she couldn't go upstairs, I guess, and yeah, outside instead. Yeah. yeah.
0: Not very smart. And it goes back to, you know, Jackie tried to start the fire and it didn't work. Another reason why Jackie never would have been a contender on Survivor. Go watch <laughs> our latest episode at yellowjacketshive.com on which of the adult Yellow Jackets we think would win Survivor.
2: Yes. He does eventually get it going, though. I was keeping an eye because I was like, does she really just but not get a fire lit? That's
1: not. I don't think that when we see the fire lit that it's reality. I think at that oh. point it is already yeah. like... She's her dead. dreaming.
0: Get out! Of I here. think the fire was part of the dream as well. Yes.
2: Yeah. So, wow.
1: Unless okay. I'm
0: totally off base, but I, you know I didn't think right. it was part of the dream. Yes.
2: I was watching very closely, but possibly too closely.
1: There's like hints that what we're seeing isn't reality, but they're very small. Um, I noticed them in this watch through very much so. For instance, when Shauna originally approaches Jackie to come inside. You don't even see Shauna come from the house. Like, mm-hmm. she doesn't exit the door. She comes in from the side. So it looks like she appears out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And Jackie is also no longer wearing her varsity jacket, which is interesting because we know when she goes outside, she has it on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also, the hot chocolate, which that becomes a big indicator that something's not right because how in the world would they get hot chocolate out there? She's like, where did you
0: get it from? It
1: doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't
0: matter. Nothing to see here.
1: Yeah. So we see this dream, as we've already been discussing. Um, I'm going to backtrack for a minute so we can talk about Misty telling Jessica all about the reunion, and she eventually agrees to let Jessica go. She tells Jessica her car is parked out front that she filled up her gas for her and Mm. topped off her wiper fluid. (laughs) Jessica looks in her purse and notices that her cigarettes are missing. And Misty makes this big production about getting them out of the trash and giving them back to her, saying that it's a disgusting habit. And Jessica takes them. And as she leaves and drives away, we see her light up a cigarette. And as she's driving, she starts getting more and more woozy. And she realizes in that moment that Misty poisoned her cigarette. And she's like, fucking bitch. I mean,
0: Misty gave her a chance. She put the cigarettes in the trash. It was the nicotine addiction that got Jessica Roberts in the long run. Not as much Misty, even though it was Misty.
1: I always wonder if she didn't ask for the cigarettes
2: back, what was Misty's plan?
0: She, there must have been, been um,
2: She could have easily been like, hold on, I was gonna keep it, you know, over here. Sorry. I, she could have played the whole scene out unilaterally, yeah, in a similar way. And I, I felt like it was a good setup of her like testing how well she knows how humans operate, being that she doesn't really think like one. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, that's so point. true. Yeah, <laughs>
0: fucking bitch.
1: Uh, Shauna and Jeff are at home watching TV when Callie comes in and joins them. The local news is on and – I just lost my place, sorry. The local news is on and on a news segment about a missing Hoboken man, a.k.a. Adam, came on. And the three of them all look very, very, very concerned. And it's funny because they all know what's going on. But – Jeff has no idea that Callie knows, and Callie has no idea that Jeff knows, but Shauna knows that they both know. Yeah. (laughs) Just a regular family,
0: nothing to see here. That seems
2: super cute at the beginning. It goes through a bunch of phases super quick, because it's like Jeff and Shauna laying on the couch watching TV. Callie comes in like, what the fuck are you two doing hanging out together? (laughs) And Jeff has just, right before Callie comes in with that face, he makes a joke about Shauna Getting they, a they cat, were talking about getting a pet, and then yeah, he was like oh, you'll cook it and feed it to us though, like or whatever, Cat yeah. like,
0: <laughs> yeah, chili. I yeah. like that. They moment. both thought that it was,
2: was funny. fucking funny too. Like they both get an absolute kick out of it, snuggle they a little did. closer together, and go back to watching TV. Like that's normal and so funny. Then the news reveals that they're murder victim that was hidden and everyone is covering up is
1: thaisa finds out that she beat phil Bathurst in the election just as simone discovers the biscuit altar in the basement and ty smiles the most menacing smile after her victory is announced what exactly do you think made simone want to investigate that in the first place what drew her attention to that because i felt like it was very random it almost seemed like there was a breeze that, like, attracted yeah. her attention.
2: Yeah. Yep. Maybe it was the wilderness calling I was just gonna her say, to the wilderness. Him, drive her away from Ty so that Ty eventually later will hitchhike to Van. It um, seemed like she didn't even know that that grate was there. Why yeah, would you notice something it? like that? It's like a gross basement already. It's it's yeah. the type of place where you don't want to be in there unless you actually have to be. Yeah. And something like that would just seem like a like a heater duct or, like. Why is yeah. it? How did they even get a desk in there? Is that built into the fucking wall? Did somebody wall that's over that's that? Shit? So what is that? True, room?
0: I didn't even think about that. Maybe it's the smell. Like maybe the breeze had the oh. smell because you've got to think that dog head cannot smell pleasurable. I mean, no. it's yeah. been there for at least days, I would think, and, and yeah. an organ just like foul. sitting out with blood on it, like a foul. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so gross.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Nat grabs a gun, loads it, and puts it to her chin. And then this is when we see Shauna go outside and tell Jackie to come back inside. She's sorry about their fight. Jackie agrees, goes back inside where she's surrounded by the entire group and is given hot chocolate. And then she sees Laura Lee standing with the rest of the group. And Laura Lee says, it's not as bad as you thought, is it? And she sees Cabin Daddy in the corner. Mm -hmm. And as I said- There were hints before it was obvious that, that what was going that's what was going on. But for me, the moment when I realized that Jackie was actually dying was when she saw Laura Lee. Because mm-hmm. why would you be seeing the dead girl along with all the other people that are still alive? And seeing Cabin Daddy in the corner too. We n- knew that's to assume who that was. Yep. That was the logical assumption. They found a body in the attic. They disposed of it, and his ghostly spirit is still hanging around.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. We also got to interview Cabin Daddy, which was a lot of fun. That is also at yellowjacketshive.com. Will, he's awesome, and He uh, he had a lot of good stories to tell. So if you have not watched that yet, be sure you catch it.
1: Yeah, he's great. Shauna awakens the next morning and realizes that it snowed. She sees that Jackie is still outside, and she runs out. Uh, we all know Jackie fell asleep outside and she froze to death. And the last image that we are left with of the teen timeline is Shauna cradling her body and screaming, and Taisa hugging her and comforting her and trying to console her. When actually, no, that's not the last
2: moment. That's the yep. last moment.
1: Yep.
0: We have one more. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: Yeah. So my bad. Um, That could be a different timeline back then, though. That could be like months and months later. That could be the next day or that night.
0: It definitely could be. Yeah. That's true. Yep. I feel like it was
2: pretty soon, though, because she had that bare heart and it looked
1: pretty fresh.
0: Oh, you know what? That is true. And the look on Van and Misty's faces as they bowed down. I mean, it's been building for Van to be committing to Lottie like this. And Misty is now fully committed too. So,
1: where did that come
2: from?
0: It it escalated fast for her, right? Something, something, you know, flipped in her.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Jackie dying probably was a big vacuum of energy because she had a lot of. Like contrast personality to the rest of them, she was definitely her own fucking thing, and with all the climaxing conflicts happening leading to her death, uh everybody was kind of dragged into being involved. um yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah, and then also that moment too, uh Lottie speaks French again, but she doesn't seem like she's possessed. She says yes. la somme, beau ami, and it means shed blood, my beautiful friends, mm-hmm. like what is that like um
1: very much seemed like they were setting her up to be the bad person in season two at the end of season one in my opinion yes that's where i thought it was going
0: i thought so too and it it didn't really go that way so no yeah it's uh it's these season cliffhangers just leave us all wanting so much more and answers and uh gosh can't wait for season three
1: and in the adult timeline, the last thing we see is Natalie sitting with a gun to her chin when a group of people dressed in purple burst through the door and kidnap her. And as she's being kidnapped, Susie leaves her a voicemail revealing that Lottie is the one who emptied Travis's bank account. Mm. And she says, who the fuck is Lottie Matthews? And that's when we see Lottie with the bare heart going to the tree. Yep. We all want to know who the fuck is Lottie Matthews. Yes. Yeah
0: series i had the
1: biggest goosebumps of my life in that moment when i watched that for the first time i remember looking at my husband and i was just like oh my god my mind is literally blown right now <laughs>
0: between that and jackie's death i mean it just kept coming and coming and coming and yeah. delivered on all fronts and yeah what a season season it one was oh one and of, of course the best we,
1: seasons of television I've ever watched.
0: For real. And it's funny because back then, of course, we were speculating about all the people in purple and wearing the symbols and whatnot and Lottie. And now we know, of course, they are yeah. definitely members of her cult. They're all wearing the necklaces. And I do think that that one lady in purple does look like the woman changing the sheets at Misty's uh, place of work. Personally, yeah.
3: mm-hmm.
1: She really I mean, does. I'm going to have could to go just
0: back be Music from this episode. Ooh, we had a lot of them. Rump Shaker. We had Lady Killers, All That She Wants, Ace of Base, which got all the 90s feels with that one, of course. Uh, Only Time by Enya. The Haunted by Dot Allison. Come out and play. Offspring. I think that moment was fantastic as they walked into the reunion. Um, I Touch Myself. Divinals. Kiss from a Rose again as Shauna and Jeff danced. And Vienna, Ultravox. So pretty good array of music there for me come out and play really hit it the best as they walked into the reunion i think that was a really good music moment yeah
1: that was great i you think know. that was my favorite too uh
0: favorite moments from this episode you guys
2: mm. uh i really like the way um misty like casually tells ty that she voted for her like even oh if my gosh that's fucking... one of my
1: favorite <laughs> moments of the whole episode yeah. I like love that. how she was like, Well, I voted for you, but I only
2: did so I could get jury duty.
0: <laughs> Who wants jury duty? There's like, what's I wrong with her?
2: 100 percent misty. 100% misty. <laughs> yes.
0: I mean it's great if you get a good case, but she gets to I don't be
2: know. nosy, she gets to have power. She's probably some detectiving. Yeah, she'd show up on days that she doesn't have to do jury duty just in case somebody else doesn't show up. And
0: I'm here. Exactly. Like. Yeah. She brings her yeah. own file folder with her so she can oh consult God. like case notes during the whole situation.
2: For <laughs> <laughs> trapper keeper. Oh, my
0: God. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I really loved the murder scene when they're disposing of Adam's body. This is the one where Misty says the 12% of all killers are caught buying cleaning supplies. I think for me. You know, that um, really did it. That and the reunion scene. Like, I just mm-hmm. felt like that really hit hard as well. So those are my my favorite two. Yeah, the intro the disposing
1: on the reunion was scene was definitely my favorite. Which one? The disposing of the body was definitely my favorite part. Just Misty just has so many good one-liners in that scene alone. Between the voting for Ty and saying, Shawnee, you're the best with a knife, so you'll handle the body. I mean, cut it up.
2: He makes so many jokes that are like absolutely obviously inappropriate jokes, and then she's like surprised that they're upset or like recoiling. Well, aren't we just a bunch of gloomy (laughs) gusses? Oh my god!
0: I just love Misty. Like I've just never loved a a character so much as I do her in both timelines, played by two completely different actresses. It's just incredible they can mesh together and create this persona that is so dysfunctionally horrific, but lovable <laughs> at, at the same time. I, love, I yes. love MSQ.
1: Oh, she's sweet, but a psycho. <laughs>
2: mm, wow. Yeah, that's the one.
0: <laughs>
2: for sure.
0: Well, that officially wraps up our season one coverage of Yellow Jackets. Yes. And as I mentioned earlier, Doomcoming, hands down my favorite episode from season one. Is it the same for you both? Or is there another one that you would a no little
2: way. higher. Dim coming no. all the way. Okay. Dim coming. Good. Yeah. Good. Dim coming or no. die. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Do y'all want to hear my my second wilderness baby theory? I have math about, about it. You both already heard it, but I yes, present yeah. it to the group now. So, okay, we know that they're out there for two years, which is approximately 104 weeks or 730 days, and a pregnancy is 40 weeks. Shauna was already pregnant before they got there, so that cut some time out of all of this time that they're out there with hormones and bodies to do all these things. And I just have been in too many groups of young people where pregnancies come as like a plague almost. It's like they're contagious. Um, So we have, you know, there's like at least a hundred weeks uh, for us to get another pregnancy and we could fit two whole pregnancies in that, even if they're not like, <laughs> I don't know. I just one am, could
0: happen towards the end and they have the baby when they actually get out of the wilderness, right? That's, that's what I'm
2: saying. At any point in time, it literally could literally happen. happen the day before they leave. And yeah, who knows? Because they probably get split up in different ways when they get rescued and they that's might true. not even know about it themselves, or they might. The comment that uh like I think Shauna makes the comment about Nat where it's like she doesn't have anybody, like it could be just that she never had anybody buddy, never had any family thing, or maybe there's something more complicated that we don't know about yet.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. We cannot put anything out of the realm of possibility when it comes to yellow jackets. That is one thing that we all know. And to the person who commented earlier about the season three preview with theories. Yes, we are totally going to do that because we've got a lot of questions. We've also got a lot of time until season three gets here. So We uh, we will keep on discussing and theorizing and speculating and spilling all of our favorite hobbies over here. And uh, if you have not already, please go ahead and visit our Hive Hub page from our partners at Cord Cutting, cordcutting.com slash yellowjackets-hive. dash You can also get there by going to yellowjacketshive.com. And be sure you are subscribed to us and to at Cord Cutting on YouTube so you don't miss a
3: buzz. Yes.
0: And also, let's thank Shift for being here. This is the second time you've joined us now. We love you. you. We're always chatting with you offline and appreciate all of your insights and your friendship and and everything. So uh, we love it when you join us. So thank you for that. We appreciate it.
2: Thanks so much. It is mutual. I appreciate (laughs) you guys. I love this community and I love this show.
0: What is your podcast website?
2: GoodmorningMayberry.com. Come visit me there. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Thank you all for tuning in. We will be back again in a couple of weeks with a new episode. I'm not sure exactly what we're going to be covering yet, but stay tuned to the socials and
3: you will find out. Yes. So, until we spill again.